0: this is twigs podcast i'm twigs uh twig harper and this is my voice coming out of my mouth through a microphone into the recording device and through saved somewhere on some sort of probably chip i would think and then it goes to some other digital device transferred into an audio signal and then into you the person, you, yes, you, you're the only you, there's only one of you and you're the one listening to this and this is coming into your ears at this moment and Brenna and (laughs) Birch you guys are here too and you're two you's though, but you're almost like one
1: in some way but you're also two
2: yeah One made out
1: of two. I'm talking with my
2: voice.
0: (laughs) Your art is very, there is a, a merging of like where your individual art practice is. You guys both have very specific styles, but they definitely blur. And you guys also have a collaborative project. I mean, how does, I mean, how do you even differentiate? Do you guys even differentiate
2: We prioritize collaboration. I feel like more and more we kind of push our projects toward being under the hat of Mesher. You know, I feel like we can work kind of under the hat of Brenna or under the hat of Birch or under the hat of Mesher. And I I think it's like often kind of like a lifestyle choice to like choose to do a project as both of us because, you know, then you're like with another person doing it. So... If you're working on projects all the time, it can be kind of more sustainable and happy if you have another person there doing it too.
1: Yeah, I always sort of like, I sort of I don't even know if I've ever told Brenna this, <laughs> but I have the sort of like mantra, uh, I, I'm going to paraphrase this, but some, a saying, uh, If you want to go fast, go alone. And if you want to go far, go with someone else or with others.
2: I can't believe you never told me that.
1: (laughs) I think about that a lot. um, Or, like, especially, like, even in the early days of our collaboration, I thought about that a lot. Um, When, like, you know, because you do sometimes, you want to, like, just go off on your own and, like, blast. But uh, I've always really like intuitively almost compulsively prioritized collaboration for a myriad myriad of reasons reasons. just so beautiful
2: and like we first started collaborating together with a larger group and that's where we really got into this kind of workflow so i think even though there's only two of us we're always thinking of it as like an art collective yeah
0: so you were in a in portland right mm-hmm. so there was a larger art collective you were involved with and you guys were all were you, you all lived together too yeah we all yeah. lived
1: together yeah. um actually i was just sort of like reflecting on this i think my first art collective was when i was like seven years old living in Alaska with my my best friend and my sister. We all started in our collective.
0: We would like
1: time travel and we could see all these invisible entities that no one else had access to and we'd cataloged them and um, with like, we would make all these books of these monsters. Not, not
2: much different. Than
0: <clears throat> yeah, exactly like what you guys have been up to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, and it was this like totally...
2: Catalogues of monsters <laughs> no one else can see.
1: Uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty much like the blueprint for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, then later my sister and I made a band. Well, this is all me just being a complete maniac and forcing my sister to do it with me, but... Uh, Rose if you're listening I'm sorry but we we like made cardboard guitars anyway it's yeah. just like in my zone
0: you know you're like live let's just talk about like your uh, live performances you know you have instruments that are that seem to be you know they're like these cybernetic uh, sculptures that, that incorporate your energy the room's energy the lights that's involved you know so these huge feedback loops and you know they're just Designed as, um, you know, like just also the the aesthetics that, you know, they're obviously you know, but those of those that don't, you know, they, they're shaped like some sort of, uh, you know, hyperspace language in some ways. You know, there's like, it looks almost like a Mayan DMT glyph. Uh, yeah, like like jumping out as an instrument, right? And so, yeah, it's like all that is is you know you're you're actively working to create, you know, these bridges to those other spaces
1: with like what technology that's available, correct? Right? Totally, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all, yeah technology that's available. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like there's always this really provisional quality to our technology because mm-hmm. it is like. Well, it's all these uh, really primitive, handmade analog computers, basically. I've sort of been trying to, like, unpack that provisionality.
0: As in, like, what, that it's it's very, like, low-tech in some ways?
1: That it's almost like a... Well, yeah, it is. It's really low-tech. It's sort of, like, really low-tech, but it's also just kind of, like, alternate tech. Like, tech in a different... uh,
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it comes out of our instinct in starting this collaboration was just, like, start... Try to, like, boil things down to, like, ground zero. Like, make everything from the lowest, like, point you can. So, like, make the oscillator that you're going to use. Like, only use that oscillator or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, only use the tool set that you build with the hope that like, if you're defining the rules of your project from like the tools and or just like everything from the most basic point that you possibly can that there, I, I guess that's done with the sort of like hope or maybe faith that it would lead to something, uh, unique and, um, personal, that would like be fruitful over a long period of time. You're working working yourself
0: yourself to the bone, bone. definitely (laughs) doing it, you psychos. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, this is the, you know, beyond sort of like the work ethic of like building, you know, from the ground up and building this whole universe and this, this language is, is there, you know, like how much is that of you like reaching into this other, Space, You know, like, what, what is that space? You know, like, what has informed your, like, like okay, so you, you're building this thing from your space up. You're like, okay, these are the tools or these are kind of the vision that we see. But what is that interface that you're, like, reaching for? Like, what information actually, like, comes out of that?
2: Mm-hmm. I guess we don't know, and that's why we have to get it. But there definitely is, like, some kind of um, vast Like, I sometimes feel like we are just, like, custodians who are, like, keeping the pathways clear to, like, get those shapes through. (laughs) Totally. Like, I don't feel like I'm making up the shapes myself, but I'm just kind of, like, doing all this tedious work that's somehow, like, making these shapes appear.
1: Yeah, like, I I just think a lot about the practice, just, like, uh, maintaining the practice, sort of just, like... Yeah, as Brenna said, just like keep it flowing, you know, Um, but
2: yeah, it's like it is about like pulling from somewhere. I don't know where, but maybe it is still inside my brain, but it doesn't feel like it, you know?
1: Well, and a big part of collaborating, I think this kind of gets back to collaborating is that there is this sort of projected. Well, uh, I'm using the term projected pretty abstractly like, this thing outside of the two of your minds that's this other mind, which is this sort of synergistic um, entity or zone that um, has its own uh, set of parameters. And so you get things that aren't just from you. And I think that's, like, why, why I like collaboration, other than the fact that you're not just, like, alone... Uh, All day long, (laughs) every day, and that's like similarly like why I like um, using the tool sets that we use is because you're kind of collaborating with that tool set, like uh, using really unpredictable, um, like cybernetic uh, modes of composition or improvisation, like leads to uh, results that aren't like that you're not totally responsible for.
0: And I saw you when you came into Baltimore and playing, I think was it was the Red Room or something. Yeah. You know, and it was very seeing that performance, you were very systematic. You're like, we're gonna go this this is this sequence, this is the composition, we do this, we do this, we do this. And it was definitely like very like, okay, this is I can see what's happening. You guys have this process and you're like approaching it in, in a systematic way of like exploring these different modes of these instruments and spaces that you've designed
1: yeah yeah a lot i guess we've been exploring like a lot of things controlling other things or like one thing controlling many things well like everything we use is basically controllable um with a, a bacterial like either like um an led that gets turned on that uh, controls a resistance value inside the synthesizer, or a light bulb that gets turned on outside of the s- synthesizer, controlling uh, a resistance value. Um, we 've been making these uh, like modules that uh, like turn on certain sets of internal LEDs when sound's present or uh, turn on certain sets when sound isn't present, and so um, using those we can kind of like uh, automate a lot of stuff. From one control, our our live work always really like will like it'll tend to kind of like follow our installation work a lot because we usually develop uh, our new sort of like interfaces or generative systems uh, initially for our installation work. Like um, actually, that's pretty much true across the board. Um, Like all of of our interfaces and and systems have first been used in either an interactive installation where the interface Mm -hmm. is really key or a generative system in an installation.
2: Like our first tour that we ever did, that was the first thing we did as a group. We immediately went on a two-month European tour. And our set was like total free jazz, just each with four oscillators, no structure at all. And then... After that, we did a few installations, and we came up with like using light audio feedback. Mm-hmm. And then after we had done that in an installation, we were like, oh, we could incorporate this into our live set. It became this kind of more sequenced uh, narrative. Within each part, there was improvisation, but still a kind of narrative flow. ¶¶
1: the thing about like feedback like a really complicated feedback system is like i feel like you're getting closer to like a a mind or like you know even though of course you fall short like profoundly from that degree of complexity i feel like you're like on the right sort of like structural track What one thing this is kind of tangential but related yeah it's good one thing i've been thinking about like or just sort of like chewing on Ever since our installation we just did in Portland, like, I feel like a lot of people were, like, throwing around the word random to talk about. Yeah, they about. kept
2: being like, is it just all just random? random. <laughs> Which
1: I was kind of like, um, I found that a that little irksome, cause I, or sort of a philosophical question. Like, but I found myself um, unable to think of a single example of a truly random thing if you, like, dump a bucket of water down a hill, is, like, the path of the water random? I would say it's not. It's not. It's just impossible for humans to calculate.
0: Yeah.
1: um, Like, our generative music, for example. To call it random is kind of, like, feels, like, inaccurate and, like, just, like, wrong. Um, But it is impossible to predict. Yeah. At the same time, though, like, I guess maybe our generative work does yeah. function or like maybe it's useful in a similar way to like something that's random or like sort of like a medi- meditating something? on the static meditating on mm-hmm. the static mm-hmm. i guess recently i've been so into generative yeah. systems with as high a degree of complexity as possible because a i feel like they model natural things like Possibly a mind, or an e- possibly an ecosystem, a river, or just any sort of you know natural feedback system. I find it to be a kind of a universal form for uh, organizing maybe sound, not organizing it, but uh, letting it flow. But also, I find, one thing I find really appealing about it is that it it's like totally devoid of narrative or maybe like, like human uh, impulse. Something about that just feels like a huge relief to me. And so like I think that, that that gets back to uh why it's perceived as random. Meditating on the static or like uh staring at the snow on a TV or something. I think it does like offer the mind like something to kind of project on. Like I think there's something yeah, really relieving That's about like, listening to music that is earth, generative. I- Uh, often uh,
2: I like to just listen to Rainforest non-narrative or Rainforest the composition by David Tudor (laughs) because both of those uh, sometimes when I'm working on art I feel like I don't want to have the influence of someone else's making I would rather have just like sounds that a person didn't intentionally make but that I can are still somehow meditative
1: At the same time, like my, I guess my other favorite kind of music is like complete free improv. But I like all music, but the other kind I like to play would be like completely free um, music. I feel like they're like far like apart so that they almost come back together, and they somehow function like in a similar way. Like the like gender like system,
2: system going. And a group of people, yeah, which
1: it, that group of people is basically the generative system, yeah, if they're good
2: because they're really good, they're just emptying themselves and just reacting to what someone else did, which is kind of yeah, like it's pretty cybernetic, yeah.
1: I don't know, what do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm on
0: board, I'm on board <laughs> this boat for sure, <laughs> you know, and my mind also is just, you know, like jumping back to the, uh, the TV static analogy, right, and how much of that. You know, not. I don't think there's an answer, but how much of that is you, you stare at TV Into static. Into a TV
1: aesthetic.
0: And what happens is you start to see patterns and you start to see images and if mm-hmm. you're really in the zone or if you're taking some acid or something, you start to see a narrative play out. You, know, you mm-hmm. actually start to see, like, hey, this thing's happening, this thing's happening. Mm-hmm. And then that's the question is like, how much of it is just our unconscious material, subconscious material, metaconscious material being projected onto this system versus where is does that system actually have agency?
1: Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a question mm-hmm. like
0: static TV sex is very pure in that way. So maybe we actually have, that's maybe just more of a, the, the gunk in the shadows of ourselves. Yeah,
2: where... <laughs> but that's not totally disconnected from... The gunk in the shadows of the TV, like... Like, yeah. VR has been like a crazy world to explore because it's so it, it's like this weird unbound unbounded territory. It's hard to you know when you're making something you want to have these parameters you can work within and against. And it's, when I've been making VR spaces, I'm kind of like, where do I? How do I mm. end this or begin this? But I guess actually that answer has come from making. VR that's tied to a physical space, which is what we've been mm-hmm. doing now. That helps a lot to weave yeah. it in. Wait,
0: so like because you had you've mapped the space, yeah. right? And then you put actual objects uh-huh. that are in the
2: VR yeah. space uh-huh. also in the, yeah. the gallery space, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, and that that helps to like give it a like a physical, physical bearing. Like you're here in this room, so you can make things within that space.
1: Well, and like the VR thing I feel like it's like a convergence well like I guess anything we do is a convergence of other aspects of our practice but VR in particular feels like a convergence of our installation practice like that's like a big influence on it and I guess I would also add our digital sculpture practice and maybe and well our electronic music practice and so like you know like we've uh always made psychedelic immersive installations um mm-hmm. that and i always thought of them as being like vr without vr like before we had access to vr or like yeah before like the technology that's now used even existed um i always thought it, sort of like holodeck style like star trek vr you know where you can like walk around and look behind everything and you're in it that that was always kind of my thought with like oregon painting society installations Mm -hmm. like back in the day and especially when you have interactive sound and light that sort of gives you this uh, expanded uh framework of interaction with your environment you know like I, I would throw around the term augmented reality also during those days even though now what's uh, what people think of when they think of augmented reality is nothing like that or it's like an experience mediated by your mobile device
0: like the content, content in your art in some ways is very about like almost meta in the process you know mm-hmm. it's very clear you're not necessarily there's not I feel like not really much of a you know, political or, or social agenda or like, you're like trying to like, a pull line down line one entity and yeah. cause this
1: effect on this part of, part of society, society or something. You like that, know, you know, we're really focused, focused in on. on. It's not
2: topical. Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 It's not topical, but I do think, I do think about like, um, sort of like social and political structures in art and music and even our own organization. Yeah. Uh, I think art collectives are a really good opportunity for, uh, to like live social anarchy, for example, like zero hierarchy between collaborators, um, economic equality, things like that. Um, so it's like a, a mini sort of model society in that sense. And then
2: yeah, and it's also like the collective, I feel like is this kind of method for ourselves to design how we engage with reality. Like you know, what are we doing? We're we're, we're doing, doing work. work. What is our like, work? Making weird. all these shapes and making all these systems. And like, how do we do it? We uh, engage with these different organizations, the people, people in these or organizations, the, who these weird jobs where they facilitate these shows to happen. <laughs> and like, we like talk with them and plan these things. Isn't our right? shapes there, and then we also have this whole other part mm-hmm. where we somehow engage with all these other people and making these like small shows and like having a community around like music and somehow that all of those like that work is facilitated by us just like deciding that we have to make these shapes and making systems Shapes. you know so it's sort of like the this systems. whole like method of life i think in the design of like the collaboration
1: yeah participation has always been one of my main motivating factors actually like just uh when there's to have a sort of a voice and be able to engage in a community that's like um doing really wonderful things or like really through art i've been able to be part of uh Really wonderful communities, and that actually has been one of like my main motivating factors for like uh what type of work I do like, I've been so inspired by different music scenes that i've been able to be a part of, and like for example, I used to draw a lot of comics, um, and I stopped doing it because i because I felt a lack of community around the work so that is a factor, yeah, and of course like um sort of old school a uh, refusal of consumer culture. So
0: well, how do you feel? I mean, you have an installation in Times Square. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, right now, right? So, yeah, uh, totally. at 11 what time does it happen? 11:57. 11:57 all the whole month of August. Yeah. The there's a clock that goes 5 4 3 2 1 and then you guys your art
1: takes over like half the screens of Times totally. Square. Yeah, yeah, that we were that's been a very like um very vexing uh thing for us and and we uh actually didn't want to do it because uh times square is such a hideous place i mean that is like the heartbeat yeah. of like what you're just saying that is
0: yeah. just like this is like the pinnacle of you know, maybe that Las Vegas was like, this huh. is the heartbeat of like the darkest most yeah. or the brightest, the darkest, the, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. the, the, shi- the brightest, light of the most exactly. darkest of like brightest. the heartbeat of the darkness of the heart. <laughs> <Brightest>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the beast. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. I so mean, you, you've inserted yeah yourself, your art into yeah. the
1: heartbeat. Yeah. yeah. It's a really complex thing that I think we're like, Oh, probably a lot could be said
2: yeah we've really gone back and forth about it because on the one hand it's like okay like we can insert this in and like maybe that is cool to like break it up and have these have these two minutes a night that are not advertisements but just you know or interdimensional entities or maybe that maybe that's a good force But then you go back and you're like, well, obviously, like... We're just tools of of their... They're always going to win. Like, (laughs) you know, you got the American Eagle logo right under our sculpture. You know, it's always going to go back into their pockets somehow.
1: I think that ultimately, though, the only way that... Or the most practical way for us to think about it is just... uh, Using that as a carrier signal for... um, our, our signal, you know, and just inserting uh, our code into culture through this, like, hideous portal, like, it's um, problematic, but it's just such a intense, such a note of intensity. Mm-hmm. It's
2: also, like, kind of a fitting zone for our work, because we often use, um, like, high intensity, high sensory um, situations, like, for... Like meditation, and like you know, what more intense, high sensory sound is there than Times right, Square? So yeah. it's kind of appropriate.
1: It now. does kind of embody the meditating on the static thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I was just, like, just yeah, like, I was in, I was in heaven <laughs> when I was there. You know, know for the was, opening, it was like, I mean, I love, I mean, I personally love Times Square and I love Las <laughs> Vegas and I love your art. You know, so to see all those worlds come together, I'm just like, oh my God, this is like as a pure just experience you know like yeah I mean
1: out. Experientially, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah totally. And
0: that's, that's the thing. is like, yeah, we can... I mean, one, we're all connected. There's no way to get around that. You're aware of something. It's it's there. You're not aware it's there. Yeah, sure. The, the capitalism is going to eventually eat everything because it doesn't care about the content. You know, it just mm-hmm. cares about its system of infinite hunger. Right,
1: right. So uh, Another wild system.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, so you can't, like, opposition or incorporation. Yeah, it's like... I mean, that's a... Yeah, you'll drive yourself mad about it but as a purely experiential thing wow yeah
1: this artist sonified capitalism and it sounds terrifying (laughs) (laughs) click the
0: link Thank you, guys. We're gonna, Let's wind down, 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 down. Thank down, down. you, Twig. Thank, yeah, thanks, thank, Twig. Thank you,
2: Yvette.
1: Thank you, Yvette. Thank yeah. you, people with ears listening. You. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Future
1: humans who have bypassed their ears and are listening to this straight to the dome. <laughs> straight to the dome.
2: This podcast was recorded and produced in the mask.fm studio. If you're interested in supporting our network, please visit www.patreon.com slash maskfm.